are you? Here. Issue 1 opens to the 31st century's Earth and Superman's home city of Metropolis, where Legion of Superheroes headquarters is located. The science police commander is talking to a subordinate about his hatred of the Legion, saying they have no sense of protocol when an experimental robot malfunctions in Metropolis and the Legion swoop in to take care of it, specifically Shadow Lass, Star Boy, Colossal Boy, or Micro Lad if you ask him, Light Lass, and Ultra Boy. Threat handled, they head back to Legion headquarters where outside, surrounded by thousands of teenagers, they link up with Sunboy and meet the newest member of the team recruited by Brainiac 5, Invisible Kid. Meanwhile, Cosmic Boy, the Legion leader, is in the meeting room having a holographic meeting with the representatives from the United Planets who are reminding him that they would like the Legion to stay out of affairs on the planet Lalor. When Ultra Boy, using his super speed, shoots around the Legion headquarters shouting that they have to head to the transmatter room quick because there's a rebellion on Lalor, and this time, they're not to blame. When they get there, they find thousands of dead young bodies in the rubble of a destroyed city with fires raging in the background. Young people who were flying their Legion flag. Sunboy immediately tries to mobilize the team, but is stopped by Cosmic Boy, whose head pops up in his Legion flight ring. He tells them to stop the casualties and hold the line, but they are not to take the offensive. He says he didn't expect an armed adult rebellion, but the Legion are trying to get Lalor to join the United Planets, and that will be less likely to happen, according to Brainiac 5 statistics, if the Legion get involved here. Sunboy says the kids hurt on Lalor were fighting under the Legion flag, that they deserve more than a retreat, so he's staying. When the senators of the UP forbid Cosmic Boy to interfere, he destroys the hollow projector unit and tells Sunboy to go kick some ass. At the end of the issue, Invisible Kid and Starboy are standing on the roof of Legion headquarters, staring down at the thousands of kids there, and Starboy lets iKid, that's Invisible Kid, know that the teenagers outside of the headquarters are only there to prevent the science police from demolishing the building, and tells Invisible Kid to never forget that the people down below aren't there because of the Legion, the Legion is there because of them. Message. Issue 2 opens with the Legion foiling an assassination attempt thanks to Brainiac 5's calculations and Dream Girl's amazing precognition abilities. Brainy gets upset at Dream Girl's abilities to constantly foresee the future without so much as a pinpoint of data and snaps at her before a distress call comes in from the planet Naltor, Dream Girl's home planet. Everyone on the planet under the age of 18 hasn't been able to sleep for the last 9 days, a function absolutely necessary for Naltorians. According to Dream Girl, a Naltorian being unable to sleep and see their future would be like you or I waking up every day experiencing perpetual amnesia. She, Karate Kid, Element Lash, Shadow Lash, and Brainiac 5 head to Naltor where they discover that the elder Naltorians have created a device that blocks the sleep of the youth on their planet so the children won't know about the war that's coming. A war Dream Girl sees after convincing Shadow Lass to knock her out. Dream Girl destroys the machine, the Legion members head home, and Dream Girl, whether it's to piss Brainy off, or really predicting the future, tells Brainy that the two of them will be wed someday. In issue three, we get a great story of Triplicate Girl that I'm sure I will find a way to do here someday. Random number generator be damned. This story gives us her origin story as she goes on dates with three different members of the Legion, Element Lad, Ultra Boy, and Sun Boy. We find out she was sent on these dates with them by Cosmic Boy in an effort to check the pulse, so to speak, of the Legion. And what Triplicate Girl finds out doesn't bode well for the team. Element Lab believes the Legion is simply together by circumstance, that something heavy is looming on the horizon and the Legion is only around to witness it. Ultra Boy rolls with the Legion because it reminds him of the gangs he used to run with back on his home planet of Rimboy. And Sun Boy is only a part of the team, according to Triplicate Girl, because he enjoys being admired. Three very different ideologies and reasons for being on the team would be fine if the team were simply four members, but with a roster pushing 30 people at this point and thousands more kids claiming honorary membership and Brainy planning an internal coup, 
and an unknown apocalypse racing at them from the horizon, Cosmic Boy realizes his team needs codes and discipline and decides that he's going to activate stage two. Issue four opens to a visit from some boy's parents who have baked cookies for the team and are so proud of their son. They are the only parents in the universe outside of Saturn Girls who are proud that their kid is a Legion of Superheroes member. Shadow Last lets Sunboy know that she knows he's quitting, a moment before the Saiyan police burn through the door of their headquarters with badges and guns drawn. They say under the statutes of Youth Reg 101.72, the Legion is under arrest. And the roundup begins in earnest. Legionnaires all over Metropolis begin calling into Kaz, who with Brainy and Invisible Kid are watching these events unfold. Kaz tells them that this is a new piece of UP legislation based on a trumped up charge by the science police claiming Legion flight rings are sabotaging the public service. Brainy, having designed the rings himself, says they only mask the Legionnaires from genetic surveillance and that's not illegal. Yet. Cos wonders aloud why the Legion is suddenly in the science police's crosshairs, and Brainy tells him why. Their newest member, Invisible Kid, well his father is the head of the Northam Science Police. I-Kid tries to turn invisible and make tracks, but Cosmic Boy won't hear of it. He uses his powers over magnetism to destroy the door that I-Kid is trying to run through, and threatens I-Kid, telling him that he can do the same thing to the iron in the kid's blood. That's power. He tells I-Kid that a person's private history is their business, and they trust Brainy when he vouches for people a policy that will undergo serious reevaluation. But he needs to know if Invisible Kid is working with the science police. I-Kid swears he isn't, that being a child prodigy, he was able to create the invisibility serum, unaware that his father had promised the serum to the science police. When I-Kid learned of this, he injected himself with the serum, erased all the data and research that led to it, and linked up with Brainy who let him join the legions to stick it to his father. Pissed, Kaz tells I-Kid to swallow his apology and watch how a team that trusts each other works before ordering all Legionnaires to convene at Science Police Headquarters. He tells I-Kid, a seeming genius, to do something smart to prove all this is worth it. And I-Kid does. He takes a vial of his blood and goes to meet his dad. The two get in a heated argument because I-Kid believes his dad wants to steal his work and rule his life. But his dad drops a whopper of a secret, that a dark force is gaining power on the outer rims, that the science police are going to need all the help they can get, including I-Kid's invisibility serum. He tells I-Kid he wants his son back along with the serum, but I-Kid says the best he can do is the serum and leaves. Serum in hand, his dad calls off the attack on the Legion, suspending Euphreg 101.72. The serum is handed over to a man named Praetor Limnos, who pushes back a meeting with the United Planets to begin analyzing I-Kid's blood. But a scientist tells him that there's some kind of trickery in the code, and they won't be able to crack it right away, maybe not anytime soon. Back at Legion headquarters, Brainiac 5 realizes that I-Kid's done more than create a serum that's hard to duplicate. He's created a backdoor into the United Planets mainframe, giving them access to all of their systems work without the science police's knowledge. He congratulates iKid, saying no one from his planet has complimented an Earthling since we discovered fire. Brainiac 5, issue. king of issue the Issue 5 opens with an undercover agent sent by the science police to infiltrate Legion headquarters. But all of his communiques back to the SP base are coming in scrambled and they have no idea what he's saying. And for the record, he's saying he likes these kids because they've got spirit. With the science police are a couple of delegates from the United Planets who are admitting that despite the Legion's rebelliousness, they do have some good ideas about communication. The head of the science police snaps, saying the science police keep the peace and the Legion encourages anarchy. Anarchy that 81,000 strong youth subscribe to. He goes on to say that he's not surprised, that half the Legionnaires on the official team have parents standing in the room and they should all be ashamed about how lax they've been. Meanwhile, on RimWorld 19, Saturn Girl and Lightning Lad are speaking to a collection of Legionnaires slash science police slash people in the room, people being a loose term to cover all the sentient life forms in the room. So think Star Wars Cantina scene. In Saturn Girl and Lightning Lad are speaking to these people about the unknown threat spreading around the outer edges of the galaxy. 
The information they get isn't much to go on. Whatever this threat is, wipes out entire waves of sentient life and villages in less time than it takes to tell. The people left behind were responsible for evacuating the planet and deserted by the science police once the job was completed. They go on to say, whatever was wiping out villages, it's still on planet. A legionnaire and science police start arguing before Lightning Lab breaks it up and starts asking the legionnaires in the room what their different powers are. Before he can finish, however, Saturn Girl tells him she's picking up random thoughts from outside. Random thoughts that feel feral. Lightning Lad, captain of the Squeeze First Ask Questions Last, flies out of the building with a blonde elf-eared speedster on his tail, and the two of them make their way towards the random thoughts. When they arrive, they find Bryn Londo, codenamed Timberwolf, a former friend of the Legion that likes to work alone, looking for survivors and wreckage. He finds a teenage girl and they pull her from the wreckage together. Meanwhile, on Earth, Ultra Boy and Shadow Lass are on patrol when Ultra Boy's powers go on the fritz. He torches a billboard with his heat vision before his super speed switches on and he rockets forward, slamming into a building. This has happened twice now, and Shadow Lass is upset to find that Ultra Boy still hasn't told Cosmic Boy or Brainiac 5, especially after the guy torched her bed, alluding to the fact that the two are sleeping together. She calls Karate Kid, telling the one-man hands team that if he doesn't help Ultra Boy, the kid's going to explode in a Nova Blast and take half the city with him. Meanwhile, back on RimWorld 19, Lightning Lad's telling war stories to keep the stranded members with them calm, while Timberwolf and Saturn Girl, through Saturn Girl's telepathic link, discuss what they're dealing with. Saturn Girl's saying that they've taught the Legion believers that lost causes are the best causes, but not when to use logic over idealism. And because of this, the honorary Legionnaires have been fighting against a genocidal army, and they're going to die. She and Timberwolf debate over telling the honorary members the truth when they spot six shadowy figures flying towards them, and Saturn Girl tells Lightning Lad, again telepathically, to get everyone off this scene now. The six figures turn out to be members of said genocidal army and immediately attack the Legionnaires, their leader showing a mastery over controlling Earth. They introduce themselves as terra firma and immediately attack. Lightning Lad and the two groups get it shaking. Well, Lightning Lad and Timberwolf get it shaking. Saturn Girl has the awesome responsibility of keeping the people under their protection calm with her telepathy to the chagrin of both her male Legion counterparts. The leader of Terra Firma, Elysian, takes a hostage, causing a pause in the battle to tell the Legion that they're just the advance team, and he's not even confident the heroes will live long enough to see the real threats. He murders the hostage, then, using his control over the Earth, creates massive hands behind him ready to grab up more people to kill, forcing Lightning Lad to fall to his knees and surrender. Elysian starts talking his smack, but you know the cardinal rule of me and my friend Pete, don't talk smack until you win, because Lightning Lad, on his knees in front of Terra Firma, really only took the need to unleash a lightning storm that knocks Elysian all the way out and the Legion unload on this crew of would-be terrorists. Desperate to make a retreat, Terra Firma managed to get an opening and make their way through a transport gate created by one of their members, but they're not going alone. Unbeknownst to them, Timberwolf follows them through the gate, telling Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl that he'll relay information to Brainiac 5 when he can. Meanwhile, Brainiac 5 and Cosmic Boy are in rare agreement that the planet trying to maintain neutrality will be the first to fall and have to be convinced to join the United Planets for their own protection. The issue closes in other space with the man called Limnos, yeah, the same Praetor Limnos from last issue who's been trying to crack the code on iKid's blood, being shown as the leader of Terra Firma. The call is coming from inside of the house. A leader who believes that the slaughter has only just begun. Issue 6 opens to Cosmic Boy letting Starboy know the Legion has a budget and giving us a rundown on the properties of the Legion flight ring. Anti-gravity, communication, public service monitoring blackout, environmental adapting, costume morph key, and more! And them things ain't cheap. So for funding, 
Casa is introducing Starboy to the Legion's cast pipeline. The Royal Sorceress, Wilhelmina, Morgana, Dergina, Alexandra, Projector, Valoria, Vohal of Orondo, or Princess Projector for sure. Call her Dottie and you die. She wants in on the Legion's field action, but it's clear Cosmic Boy is only using her for her bottomless pit of money. As he tries to squeeze her for more funds, Princess Projector's father calls with news of natural disasters wreaking havoc across her home planet of Orondo. Meanwhile, in Brainiac 5's lab, he and Dream Girl are going over the Terra Firma group with a picture of Praetor Lemnos on the screen. When Dream Girl asks where they know the man from, Brainy snaps, reminding her that she gave the team the man's image. She says he doesn't ring a bell, but asks Brainy out for drinks. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Shadow Lass, Ultra Boy, and Karate Kid are in Sydney, Australia in an attempt to get Ultra Boy back in control of his increasingly errant powers. They talk a bit and Karate Kid says Ultra Boy's having a focus problem. The two spar, Karate Kid making Ultra Boy angrier and angrier as he tosses the hothead around easily. They stop sparring and Karate Kid puts on an awesome display of focus, proving that controlling your personal chaos can make you stronger than having one Superman power at a time. Meanwhile, three times, at Legion Headquarters, Invisible Kid is hanging on the roof of the building with Chameleon, who's shape-changing into 20th century superheroes, challenging iKid's knowledge of the heroes. iKid says Kasa's is still upset with him, but there's no better time to be a Legionnaire. First, meanwhile, Princess Projector is tearing Kasa a new one for only using her as a checkbook when they get a distress signal from her father, saying the changes in the atmosphere weren't natural, that the planet's just been attacked by invaders who are screaming for genocide. Kaz tells the princess to stay put and springs into action, ordering all legionnaires within his signal to meet him at the transmatter jump because they're going to Orondo now. But Brainy says an EM Tempest is cutting the planet off from jumps. So Kaz orders Lightlass and Sunboy to meet him in Brainy's lab. Kaz, with Starboy and Lightlass anchoring his powers, creates a containment field around Sunboy who goes supernova hot in an attempt to create a momentary boost in the transmitter machines. But it's too little, too late. Terra Firma, with a final message to Princess Projectra, destroy her homeworld of Orondo completely, removing the economic core of the United Planets from the universe. In a secondary story, Brainy is confronted in his lab by Praetor Lemnos himself, and we get the villain's origin story. There's a reason nobody ever remembers the man. His brain emits a quantum frequency that corrupts the memories of others, making him the universe's most forgettable man. And he's used this power to become an arms dealer, amass a private fortune, and become a shadow mover in global politics. Learning to control his powers, he began a personal quest to build a techno empire, and lets Brainy know that he even allowed multiple laws to pass that benefited the Legion of Superheroes, because the future, in Limnos' eyes, is stagnant and needs a war. He says he's already taken Arondo off the chessboard, and next will be Brainy's home planet of Kalu. He goes full-on villain monologue, saying he's going to be the savior of the future, and all he wants is to be the man remembered for its salvation. Not the Legion, him. He leaves the room, and not a second later, Brainy is back to wondering who the man in the hollow picture is. Issue 7 opens to Brainiac 5 going Alexander Hamilton in an attempt to rebuild the universe's financial system, with iKid looking on when both of them find a message hidden by Brainy during his conversation with Praetor Lemnos. The message? Kalu is next. We find Brainy, Light Last, Saturn Girl, and Chameleon Boy rocketing across the universe towards Kalu in the next scene. Brainy, of course, patting himself on the shoulder for leaving himself the message. Meanwhile, Kaz is explaining to the United Planets Council that the Legion is heading to the planet, so they should be ready for whatever happens next. And if the UP back that message, it sends a signal of unification throughout the universe. But the United Planets thinks the Kaluans are smart enough to reach a bargain with Terra Firma and company. Triplicate Girl and Sunboy, looking on, get into a conversation about honesty, with Sunboy saying he knows Triplicate Girl is Kaz's spy around the Legion. And if their leader thinks they don't know that sometimes he's playing them, 
he's fooling himself. Brainy's team reaches Kahlo and the team learns from Brainy that it's the most populated in the universe. The exact number? 16.3 trillion people. When the Legion wonder how so many people can live on this planet, Brainy explains that his people have mastered two things above all others, force fields and miniaturization, before shrinking the team down and revealing the bottle planet of Kalu. This is a great nod to the original Brainiac because one of Superman's main villains, Brainiac, for his own research and preservation, would shrink down planets, cities, large populations into small localized spaces, usually the size of bottles. Most notably, the Krypton city known as Condor. So the fact that the Kaluans have mastered this technology just speaks to taking something that the original Brainiac did as a negative and turning it into a, a positive. Speaking to the fact that anything created can be used for great good or great evil. Depends on the person wielding it. Back to. But something's wrong on Kalu, because when they reach the planet's capital, or Centurata, they find all the Kaluans inside effectively brain dead, their eyes rolled back in their heads, snot coming from their nose. From their lips? Drool. He says it's some sort of viral corruption he's never seen before, and asks Saturn Girl to scan the area for anyone who could have done this, but her telepathic scan comes back empty. They fly off, and of course we see Praetor Limno standing in the room, invisible to them all. He's responsible for this cerebral assault. Brainy leads the team to the planet's brightest researcher, then insults Lightlast with the greatest backhanded compliment ever stated. When Chameleon Boy asks why Brainy so dismisses her for powers, Brainy replies that there are four fundamental forces in the universe, strong, weak, electromagnetic, and gravity. He says Lightlast and Starboy frustrate him because having control over gravity, they're two of the strongest beings in the universe, but treat their powers like party chicks. So he has to be dismissive of them because watching them negate gravity in one moment and talk about lingerie in the next would give him an aneurysm. She's brainy. They go into the lab of Kalu's top researcher, hoping to find the woman, and they do. But she's also affected by the virus. They stop her from jabbing at the machines while we find out that she is Brainy's mother. When Saturn Girl says Brainy can succumb to this disease, he says this won't happen. That he's going to restore the intellect of his planet because it must be done. There is no alternative. He says that if you have no intellect, you're nothing, less than nothing, a worthless outcast. A moment before the roof implodes from the weight of hundreds of mindless Kaluans, the group decide on a retreat and Brainy, surrounded by mindless Kaluans, shoots away from the team in a panic. They regroup and notice that Chameleon Boy's antenna are going wild atop his head, signaling an unknown life form nearby. With Brainy inactive, Lightlast takes charge. She floats above the earth, orders Chameleon to transform into a massive brobdopod, and Chameleon proceeds to tear up the ground, as Lightlast proceeds to rip the metal planet apart with her powers, saying she's not letting up until they uncover the being hiding here. She is working right now. As she peels this planet apart, Brainy and company finally locate the invisible Praetor Limnos, impressed with Chameleon's ability to passively sense him. Brainy's memories of his meeting with Praetor Limnos come flooding back, and he tells the team who the man is. Lightlast begins restoring gravity, but Brainy doesn't want her to. He says they only have this chance right now to end this. Limno's bluffs, says that he's going to make Brainy forget him again, but Brainy's too smart. He knows and tells Limno's that if the man erases himself from their memories right now, he'll keep floating away thanks to Lightlast's powers. Brainy promises Limno's that the man will pay for what he's done to Kalu. Meanwhile, at Legion headquarters, Kas and a gang of Legionnaires blast the doors off of Brainy's lab, and on Kalu, Limnos is telling Brainy exactly what's happening at home before dislocating our genius's shoulder and flying away. And what's happening? Koss wants to know every secret Brainy's lab is hiding. Issue 8 opens to a space freighter carrying hundreds of youths who believe they're going to Earth to become honorary Legion members, when in reality, they're on a slave ship. But there's been a hiccup. 
someone tipped the UP off to the cargo, so the slavers are going to blow the airlock and kill them all. Fortunately for the kids, Colossal Boy, or Micro Lat, depending on who you ask, and Element Lat are on the ship to save the day. Meanwhile, at Legion headquarters, Brainy's found out about his lab being defiled, has thrown up a force field to block off the entrance, and is inside tirading alone. Cosmic Boy orders the Legionnaires outside of the force field to leave and forces his way through the force field to speak with Brainy. He tells Brainy that right now what they need is unity, and Brainy's secret keeping is not helping. So the tension between them, Cos believing that Brainy is planning an internal coup, breaking into a lab, it's all coming to a head. Brainy asks if Cos found what he was looking for. Cos says if they keep no more secrets from each other, then he did. Brainy says fine. At the United Planets headquarters, Dream Girl, Saturn Girl, and Lightning Lad are trying to convince the UP representative that they've seen the threat up close and need to be prepared for Praetor Lemnos. But of course the man hasn't heard of Praetor Lemnos. Saturn Girl says the man's real, that she's seen him and screened the other Legionnaires against his powers, but that screening doesn't extend to anyone not wearing a flight ring. The UP representative says that's very convenient before blaming the Legion for Kalu and calling security. Dream Girl says Saturn Girl has to scan the UP officers to see if anyone knows without knowing about Lemnos, but the representative refuses and orders the team arrested. Lightning Lad drops the guard and says he recognizes the representative. It's Lyle, aka Invisible Kid's father, that the last time they met, he was just a grunt, a middle cog in the science police. Lightning Lad goes on to ask the man how he'd get promoted so high, so fast, adding that if the man thinks on it, he probably doesn't know how he rose so fast either before they leave the scene. Back in Legion headquarters, the drama abounds. Light Last goes to check up on Princess Projectra, who tells Light Last to leave her alone, that she doesn't realize what the princess has lost or gained. And in Casa's command center, he's ordering Element Lad as the team's treasurer to find out why the team isn't bankrupt despite Arondo's destruction. A moment before Sunboy comes into the room and quits the team. Kaz denies what he's taking as a request, and when Sunboy asks why, Kaz screams because it makes him look like an idiot, that the team's confidence in him is failing when he needs it most. He asks what the team would think of their Legion leader if they knew he was barely keeping control. Brainy chooses this moment to pop up on Casa's Legion ring, saying they should ask the Legion because he's just broadcast this entire argument to the team. Kaz, enraged, flies towards Brainy's lab but bounces off the reinforced force field and is immediately attacked by Ultra Boy, who's snatched up by Colossal Boy or Micro Lad, depending on who you ask. Ultra Boy heat visions Colossal Boy or Micro Lad's hand and goes it. after Kaz again. But now, Kaz's day ones are on the scene. Saturn Girl turns off Ultra Boy's super strength before Lightning Lad shocks Ultra Boy with an electric bolt. Karate Kid, watching Saturn Girl's attack, Ask what right she has to dig into people's minds before Colossal Boy creeps up behind him and tries to grab the one-man hands team. Karate Kid goes Bushido Brown, telling the giant he'd put the hand away if he were smart. When Colossal Boy says, or what? Karate Kid punches him out the side of Legion headquarters. Kaz tells Brainy that this is no time to be divisive, and Brainy calls a flag on the play, showing his memories long. He reminds Kaz that in issue 3, he used Triplicate Girl to spy on the Legion. Meanwhile, Starboy takes out Karate Kid by making him weigh 600 pounds before Shadow Lass blinds Starboy with her powers. As Kaz and Brainy continue their argument, the Legion is in a full-on brawl with each other. But Cosmic Boy has had enough. He snaps and using his powers over magnetism, pins all the Legionnaires to the walls and floors by their flight rings. Cosmic Boy gives the team an ultimatum. Those who want to follow Brainy, can. Those who want to follow him, should. Just as an urgent UP message comes in, the message, Brawl, Casa's home world has just seceded from the United Planets, and any Brawlian not home before the planet seals its borders will be in permanent exile.
Brainy tells Koss to give his regard to the Legion leader's family. Issue 9, a wizard book of the month, opens to a Legion divided, not just in their tower, even outside in the plaza, where thousands of honorary Legion members hang around, there is an argument over who should lead, with two kids about to come to blows before Invisible Kid steps in and is verbally trounced for playing both sides of the power struggle. We find out he helped Kaz break into Brainy's lab and then told Brainy that it happened. iKid races towards Kaz's room to tell him that this isn't what it looks like, but finds Sunboy and Lightning Lad clearing the room instead. Meanwhile, in a Metropolis Central port, Kaz is on a FaceTime call with his brother, who's worried he won't be back before the borders close. Kaz says he'll be home in 90 minutes and he'll be sitting at the table in 95. For dinner. His brother says he's glad Kaz is on the way back and asks what the former Legion leader is going to do now. Kaz says he has no idea that he may be joining the Magnum Ball circuit, making me think he's the Magnum Ball version of David Beckham. You bend him like Beckham and you roll him like rock. He says that or work in the Ore Forge. Meanwhile, at the United Planets headquarters on Earth, Saturn Girl is speaking with her mother, trying to convince the woman to put the image of Limnos' threat into the minds of her constituents. Her mother says Saturn Girl and company have to present their case reasonably before asking if her daughter is transmitting their conversation. And she knows her daughter, because Saturn Girl is, to Lightning Lad who is now acting leader in Kasa's absence. He tells Saturn Girl to come back to base as he and Triplicate Girl try to figure out Terra Firma's next front for attack. When iKid enters the room saying he's got a plan, Trip and Lightning Lad snap at him, telling the newest member of the group that they only thought he was good at dividing, not repairing. iKid repeats that he didn't tell Brainy before Ultra Boy enters the room, apologizing for throwing the first punch before he's hit from behind by super speed and a judo toss. The real Ultra Boy, staring down at Chameleon, calls the girl in a freak show and punches his head into goop before Lightning Lad warns Ultra Boy that he'll lay him out twice in one day. Lightning Lad rounds on Chameleon next, saying the kid wonders why people are creeped out by him before Chameleon snaps, turning into a rancor and attacking Lightning Lad, who decides he's out. He's not dealing with this problem with leadership, but while they've been fighting, Ike has been showing his plan for ending all-out war before it starts to Triplicate Girl, who's impressed enough to say they should bring the idea to Brainy. But Brainy's off-world on a planet called Heligen, where soldiers there let him know they can't hold the world without backup, and planet Zadron has just seceded from the UP, cutting off troop movement to the entire system. No worries though, Brainy gets a call from Shadow Lab telling him about the problem he's already assessing, and Brainy orders her, Ultra Boy, Element Lad, Dream Girl, Star Boy, Colossal Boy, and Saturn Girl to the planet. Meanwhile, Terra Firma, Praetor Limnos' group, are tearing the planet apart as Praetor Limnos looks on. Elysian tells him that if the Legion are smart, they won't try to attack Terra Firma here, because the planet plays to their strengths, but the Legion arrives a second later to Elysian's excitement. iKid tries to make the transmatter jump as well, but is pushed back through the portal by Ultra Boy. iKid, grumbling that three worlds can end the war and save countless young lives before the war really starts. Meanwhile on Heligen, the Legion is in an open battle with Terra Firma, and it's all over the intergalactic news with Kaz backseat leading. He calls Brainy an idiot for taking Element Lad into hand-to-hand -hand combat and not teaming Shadow Lass up with Sun Boy. He tries to contact Colossal Boy, but discovers Brainy's already removed him from the comm link. A guy makes a snarky remark and Koss turns around to give him some education and hands team when he's shocked to see hundreds of teens heading home. He told them to hold the line, but they say why should they when he isn't. He gives an impassive speech to the kids planning to run for home before heading to his own gate to run for home. But an unseen hand changes the course on his transmatter jump. An unseen hand that reveals itself attached to Invisible Kid. In Cosmic Boy's new jump, Halogen. He looks up, shocked watching his team rumbling before iKid appears at his side, saying the Legion can't do it without him. Kaz says, I, I, I know, come on. 
and peels off his jacket, revealing his costume beneath. At his family home on Brawl, his younger brother stares at his empty seat with a smile on his face. His dad too, but his mom is pissed. And if that ain't an episode in and of itself, that's where we are. Did you get all that? We've got me, we've got you, we've got no further ado. We've got Legion of Superheroes, Volume 5, Number 10. <laughs>